welcome to our second episode of Victorian Supremacy. I'm Kitten. And I'm Mitchell. And today we're talking about the queen of the era. Queen Victoria. This is our, our second podcast, and uh, I thought it'd be a good idea to give a general overview of the reigning monarch of the era, because uh, we got some feedback from our first episode, and the general consensus was that it was cute. Yeah, we're, we were just cute. And so, so in my, my mind, when I hear people say something's cute like, like this, I think it means we have a lot of room for improvement, we've got a lot of work to do. So I think a good place to start would be to go over uh, Queen Victoria. Okay, so Queen Victoria, she was born. <laughs> she was born. <laughs> what, in 1819? And she took the throne four weeks after her 18th birthday. In 1837. Now think about this. You're 18 years old, and you've just ascended the throne of the world's largest empire that spans the entire globe. And, and you're in a patriarchal society, and you're head of that, and you're a female. I think that's pretty amazing. It is pretty good. She ruled until 1901, which is the longest rule of any British monarch. But despite being a what British ruler, she was actually of German descent, and she married her first cousin, who is actually of German descent as well. So it would be a German. They weren't really German, but a German descent family. Her, her family. Family originally hailed from, from from the continent rather than mm-hmm. Britain. ruling British, so they weren't true British and English and I don't know Britons. Britons, yes. <laughs> and in, in fact, English was not her first language. German was the mm-hmm. language she and her mother spoke to each other at home until the age of three. She knew it was German. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in, in addition to English and German, Queen Victoria also spoke French and Hindustani. And you might ask, why did she learn Hindustani? Yeah, what is Hindustani? It's one of the languages of India. Because she was the, the, first, she was the first monarch to use the title Empress of India. Because at that time, the British Empire ruled India. That is true. All those rich uh, Victorians used to take vacations in India. Yes, yes they, they did. They also went over to Africa, too. Africa, well, the, the British Empire spanned the entire globe. Hence the phrase, the sun never sets on the British Empire. So, Queen Victoria, born in 1819, was actually named Alexandrina Victoria. That was her name at birth. Yes. And people used to call her Drina. And, um, actually, Queen Victoria didn't like babies. <laughs> really? Why not? Well, well, how can you not like babies? They're so cute. I they're, know. They're, she's a very odd woman. They're innocent. They're um, helpless. She actually wrote in a letter to someone. She says, I have no adoration for very little babies. An ugly baby is a nasty object, and the prettiest is frightful when undressed. So, Mm. she didn't like babies very much. And she actually told her children, she was very blunt with her children, she told them she did not like them very much. Well, it is is customary for royals to have um, less affectionate relationships with their children than we're probably used to. She did like... One thing, she liked dogs. She had a lot of uh, pet dogs. Any particular breeds? She had a dog named Dash, which was a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. She also had two other dogs, Hector and Nero, and she had other dogs as well. Um, her, one of her favorite breeds was Japanese Chin, which were actually popular in the 1920s because of her. And she had, I think someone gave her a gift of two Japanese Chins, and she liked them very much. I'm not sure what their names are. 
You like Japanese chess. Mm-hmm. Chess has set the trend for um, dog portraits. She would have portraits made of her dog. Normally before that time, it would just be of hunting, dogs hunting foxes and stuff. She actually established a lot of trends. Um, one of the more interesting ones I found was that she married wearing a white wedding dress, thus establishing that custom. That's very interesting. Did she also establish the uh, something blue? Something, something old. Something old. Something bar. Something old. What is that? Something, something old, old. Something old. Something new. Something borrowed. Something blue. Yeah. Yes. I I have some books somewhere. I'll I'll look that up. I have no idea if that comes from her or not, <laughs> but I do I do know that saying that little poem. Um, another very person, very important person in her life is her husband. Yeah. Prince Albert. Prince Albert, and he. When she was a queen, was he also a queen, uh, king? No, or? he was. He was not king. He remained prince his entire he, life. Yes. Oh, I see. A lot of her life was spent mourning him. Actually, his death. Yeah, that was a very tough year. When he died, she that that was a real turning point in her life. Mm-hmm. And she wore black for the longest time. She was very in love with him. They're actually so in love that they had nine children. It's a lot of babies. Yeah. Queen Victoria wasn't actually a hemophiliac, but she did pass the genes on to her children, mainly because she married her first cousin, Albert. Yeah, it's important to remember that in, in those days, and still, I guess, among royal families, that social status and class hierarchy, especially in Great Britain, uh, is a fundamental aspect of English life. And Prince Albert of Germany was one of only a handful of socially acceptable suitors to, to the queen. Mm-hmm. She couldn't marry anyone less of a... Below her class status. Yeah. That marriage proved very fruitful for the monarchies of Europe. Uh, Queen Victoria is called the grandmother of Europe because so many of her descendants have uh, ascended, ascended the throne in their respective countries. She had, Victoria and Albert have 42 grandchildren and hundreds and hundreds of other descendants and great-grandchildren. That's so many. Yeah, it is. Uh, the current Queen Elizabeth of the United Kingdom... Is descended from her, as is King Harold V of Norway, King Carlos XVI Gustav of Sweden, Queen Margaret of Denmark, King Juan Carlos of Spain and his wife, and other kings as well, uh, King Constantine of Greece, uh, Michael of Romania, and many, many others. And these people are actually king and queen at this moment. At this, uh, right now. I see. So at the end of Queen Victoria's life, she died in 1901, ending her reign. What did she die of? She died of cerebral hemorrhage. Yeah. Which is, I guess, a blood burst in your, or a vein burst in your brain. That sounds like a horrible way to die. But she died on her couch on an island. What island was it? Uh, let me look here. Uh, it's the Isle of Wight. And where is that? It's, uh, it's an island off the coast of, of England. Oh, I see. And she actually didn't like the color black, so the people of England, the British, had a funeral for her, and it was colored purple and white. So I assume they have uh, lavender flowers. That's very lovely. Mm -hmm. Starting the year 1901, after Queen Victoria's death, marked the beginning of the Edwardian period, which continued to World War I. And then during World War I, the royal family changed its named to Windsor to distance itself from its German roots, from the German roots. That wraps up this week of Victorian Supremacy. Um, we do want to mention that we hope to have this as a weekly podcast, but sometimes 
life gets in the way and it happens to be a bi-weekly podcast. If you want to check out our blog, go to victoriansupremacy.blogspot.com and I'd like to hear from you. You can email me at kittenlicious at gmail.com. It's K-I-T-T-I-N-L-I-C-I-O-U-S at gmail.com. If you'd like to contribute to our blog, make suggestions, comments, corrections, or if you'd like your music featured on our show, feel free to contact us. And we'd like to leave you with... A rousing rendition of Rural Britannia.